Mic check. Mic check one, two. Mic check one, two, one, two. <laughs> Welcome to Sword Tadpole. <laughs> Whip on my Kindle, I'm ready for a break. I start to water because the words are mace. Iris burning up, no blue light filter. Dizzy all of a sudden, my balance off kilter. I just bought a bunny and I named him Regret. Tummy can't handle Swiss, so I feed him the cheddar. News just in. Rami's not cool, so I ate the newspaper. Ink bled through my stool. Tripped onto paper, formed into questions. Poisoned veins and prevented erections. Made a weird joke, my friends don't get it. Some in the scapegoats, they're the ones that said it. Working on the subway laptop, ate my soul. Cloud ate my data. Story tadpole. Story tadpole, story tadpole, story tadpole. It has certainly been a while since the last episode of Story Tadpole. And this is a story that I wrote a while ago. Not sure why I wrote it, what mood I was in when I wrote it. And I don't know why I really want to share it, but I know that it should be shared. The story is called, Why Do We Make Sad Places? A preju is like a chicken, but slightly smaller. And also, they have eyes that are like human eyes. Somewhere in the world, there is a farmer chasing a preju with a cleaver. His only goal is to cut the preju's head off. Right now, this is happening somewhere. And it is sad, because for one thing, the preju is most likely going to die. The farmer will catch it and cut its head off. The second sad thing is that once a preju dies, there is only a 1 in 30 chance that he or she will make it all the way to preju heaven. The third sad thing, which is by far the saddest, is that their heaven is worse than just ceasing to exist. Upon entering heaven, all the prejus are herded into a giant movie theater with a big red curtain. There is a prejus drummer in the corner playing the snare, and it goes along with the opening of the big red curtain. The curtain opens slowly as the drummer reaches his crescendo, and when he suddenly stops, the curtain is wrenched the rest of the way open. The prejus drummer looks worn down, like he's been forced to do this for millennia, because he has. When the job was first offered to him, he was honored. He thought to himself, what a great gig. I'm going to be the best drummer there ever was. I'm going to dedicate all my time to the art of the drum. They'll be blown away by my precision. Unfortunately, all the new entries into heaven were too confused about the whole situation to even register the meaning of the drum or the skill of its master. He eventually realized this, and it made him sad. Once he took the job, the Preju drummer was forced to dedicate all this time to practicing, 
so it didn't really feel that good when he finally mastered it. He was grateful though, because there was another Preju whose job it was to take care of his shit while he played. The drummer never got a break and therefore had not the time to eat a proper meal on a table or take a proper shit in a toilet. There was a Preju responsible for reloading the feeding tubes lodged in the side of his neck, and there was another Preju responsible for clearing the shit from the hollow tin can on which he sat. Every eight hours, the Preju drummer would lift his hindquarters ever so slightly, and the Preju shit manager would replace the full tin can with one that was empty and clean. The drummer would swivel on his tin can after he finished drumming to see what was behind the curtain. The thing behind the curtain never changed. It was a video of death. But it wasn't just a video of any death. It portrayed the death of whomever was watching. Every preju in the theater, and there were millions for every viewing, saw a different movie, even though they were all watching the same screen. Each saw their own death. Closing one's eyes was not allowed, and doing so would result in being sent to hell, which was far worse. Because there wasn't that much room in heaven, 29 out of every 30 preju went to hell, which made sense because their duties required a much larger workforce. When I stated before that those in heaven were shown a video of their own death, I wasn't entirely truthful. Their deaths weren't simply replayed, they were reenacted. There were actors and actresses who needed to portray each role. Those actors and actresses were the preju who'd been sent to hell. Being an actor or an actress in hell wasn't like being a normal actor or actress. It was more like being on a roller coaster with ultra-rigid guide rails. The task was entirely devoid of freedom. Portraying their heaven-bound counterparts, they had to reenact each death as well as the preceding moments with needle-like precision. All of the actors and actresses were forced to wear silver visors over their eyes. The inside of each visor had a screen, which played a video of their own death. To clarify, the Prejus sent to hell had to watch their own deaths on repeat while they portrayed in real time the deaths of those in Preju heaven. As you can probably imagine, the hellbound were very confused. When they witnessed their own deaths, they tried to prevent them by running away. But they couldn't. They had to finish. Freedom of choice was reserved for the living. The underworld was a place of indentured servitude. They became actors and actresses, and although unpaid, they had to play their parts. I know this is all very confusing, and for that, I'm sorry. But fuck, imagine how the preju must feel. Then, of course, there is the one who organized this whole mess. That, I guess, would be me. 
seeing as how I just made all this up. It was I who put this whole sad system into all the heads of everyone who is listening. And really, now, for the first time, I feel kind of bad about the whole thing. But because I am the god of both praise you heaven and praise you hell, I have the power to shut it all off with a snap of my fingers. However, you, the listener, will never know if I ever shut it off because even if you know me and you see me snapping my fingers, you still won't know if it's the snap or just some random normal snap. All I can say is that I'm going to snap my fingers, sending this entire act of cruelty to the void, and it is your choice whether or not you believe me. After all, you may not know me that well. Am I the person who lies to keep the camera rolling, or the person who tells the truth because it's the right thing to do, or the person who just lies to lie? Either way, in three seconds, I will free all Preju's future, past, and present from the dread of both Preju afterlives. Three, two, one. Thank you to my fellow listeners. I don't know why I'm saying fellow listeners. I guess I should just say listeners because although I'm a listener, I don't think I'm included in the overall broad arching category of listener because I'm the maker. Maybe I am. Maybe I am also a listener. Who knows? I just want to give a shout out to all of those who are currently playing ping pong and listening to this podcast because... I'm, I'm pretty confident there's none of you, but if there is one of you who's able to listen and understand while you're playing ping pong, that that's astounding. That's astounding. Ping pong's an awesome sport, first of all, but if you can comprehend this and listen to ping pong, ugh, I love you. Bye for now. <laughs>